I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. Come inside the Flaming Yoni. And get turned on and juicy with us. Okay, same experience. Beyonce show, orgasm. I mean, they pretty much are the same thing. They are. I know. Four months. They can be mutually exclusive, but they need not be. Need not be. Need not be. Yeah. Y'all are coming in on something that you don't even know. You don't even know where this started before we hit record. Well, well, a bunch of our sisters in the sisterhood sanctum today were like, what are you women talking about? Because me and uh, another sister who's also part of the beehive took Mm. over the sanctum so we could commiserate. Did you? I haven't caught up on that. Oh, we were commiserating hard. I was like, what are you doing right now? And she was like, not dancing in Sweden. I was like, me either. Life is so unfair. <laughs> I yes. saw your tweet last night about Sweden. I was like, "What the fuck is she you talking like, about?" What? Totally. Well, Beyonce is there. She's not here in Houston, and that's why I want to be there. But anyway, we are recording this on the first day of the Renaissance tour, and yeah, so riding high on that energy a little bit. But and I don't even get to go. I'm gonna sneak you in. You're small. Can enough. I fit in your purse? <laughs> I'll just, I'll just. I'm just like a little pocket puppy. It's likely I fucked one of the security guys. Highly. See what I get. (laughs) (laughs) You might actually be being serious. I'm just making assumptions. (laughs) Oh, I'm being serious. (laughs) It's a numbers game, baby. We're in Houston. It's a numbers game. Absolutely. Four million people. Chances Chances are low. Just depends which which entrance you go in, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! What a fun! Oh, we are fun. back. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. Oh my god! Welcome back to the universe, loves. Um, man, you know, there's so much going on, yeah. so much to be excited for. I'm feeling the energy of summer coming in. I have been making my summer plans, and they are pretty freaking excited. But before we get to summer. We've got Mother's Day coming up. We also have mm. huge, huge announcement, Big. which we have been teasing at. Big, big, big. And so, babe, why don't you tell us about what's coming up from the Slut Sisters? Oh, man. Well, we knew that we had so much more to share with you all than just what we do here in the universe every week on the show. So we put our heads together and decided that we wanted to do a monthly event series for all of you supporters of the universe, Slut Sisters, Slut Sister supporters, everybody who is along the ride for sexual liberation and unshaming and transformation for femmes everywhere. So we have our very first offering coming up on May 26th. You will be able to purchase tickets for $10. If you are a Slut Sister annual member, all of our events to you are free. However, this first event is going to be epic. We are doing a Slut Bag Roulette with a bunch of our favorite Slut Sister content creators that we are going to bring on and just have a good old time recounting everybody's Slut Styles 
maybe what's in their slut bag <laughs> and just have a really <laughs> good time bringing people in to have this conversation face to face with everybody. It'll be an environment where we can see people, they can see us. We will be the ones doing the talking along with our amazing slut sisters and it will be moderated by our dear friend, Hi There Cat Suit of the Want Women and Other Amazing Humans Want podcast. And we have none other than Poison Ginger, aka Mrs. Mocha on Twitter from O-Faces Podcast. We have Sweet and Sultry, Miss Megan joining us, who is also um, an amazing content creator and also appears on the Dirty Girls Corner on O-Faces. We have our dear sister Vixen, who is a hot, hot, hot content creator. And we have our dear sister Anita, who is UK slut for you on Twitter and many other platforms. So this is our very first offering. We're so, so excited to bring it to you. And for the little minimum cost of $10, you get to be part of this sexy and fun container that is live only. It will not be recorded. You will not be able to catch it later. So that's what's coming up. Yes. Oh my gosh. We are psyched beyond belief to spend time with these incredible ladies. I, I mean, three of these sisters are part of what we call the OG Dirty Dozen. Yeah. Uh, these were the original 12 slut sisters in the sisterhood. Um, uh, Anita, Vix, and Mrs. Mocha are, and of course, we we love Megan, Sweet and Sultry. Uh, but I'm just jazzed beyond belief uh, for those who follow these incredible women and maybe see the content they produce to get a behind-the-scenes peek into, you know, who they are as people and what our relationships look like and to engage and interact. We've got some fun surprises mm -hmm. in store. So fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just going to be an incredible evening. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to start at 6 o'clock Pacific Time, 8 o'clock Central Standard, and 9 o'clock EST. Go to our website, theflamingumni.com. There is a brand spanking new section right under our Slut Sisters tab called Events. And while you are there, that's going to be the hub of all of our upcoming events, including our virtual Slut Sister sessions are there as well. So go on over there, check it out. $10 you get to spend an unforgettable <laughs> evening with these fantastic slut sisters. So please, please, please join us, show your support. We just can't wait to see Cannot you. Cannot wait at all. So yeah, that is what's coming up. And again, like we said, we'll have more in June and July and August and forevermore. You will have this monthly yes. slut sister and the flaming yoni collaboration to bring so many amazing topics to you. So that is the one that's nearest and dearest to our heart at the moment. But we just had something else close that we really want to thank you guys for in your support. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what just closed out for us, babe? Yeah, we we ran a fundraiser for the Black Mamas Matter Alliance on our Instagram and shared the information about, you know, why this was um a cause that is so near and dear to our hearts and uh, we, our community showed up in such a beautiful way and so many folks donated. We see you, we appreciate you. We wanted to show 
this amazing organization doing this life-saving work, um, just how much our community would come behind them. And y'all showed up and we surpassed our goal by $10. So if you donated to that campaign, Thank you. Thank if you. you didn't donate, you can still support many of the amazing organizations doing this work. We'll leave link a few down sure. below so that you can continue. You know, they need your support on an ongoing basis until we can finally, you know, end this horrible injustice yeah. and, you know, see Black Mama's lives protected. So thank you so much, yeah. all of you, for showing up for yeah, that. Thank you so much. We have the best audience and the best supporters. We really do. We just love you all so much. So I had a dream recently that needs to be discussed. And we need to unpack this. We need to unpack this because it was really distressing for me. And I waited two days to tell you about it. And then it was distressing to you. (laughs) And then we made a little bit of a joke about it. And then I left the country for five days. And yeah. we still haven't yeah. talked about this. So, y'all, um, with a little bit of time since this dream has passed, I think we can both talk about it without being traumatized. And mm. it might be a little bit of levity, but it really wasn't funny. I woke up crying one morning because in the night I dreamt that you had died very suddenly. It, I believe, was... COVID related or some sort of illness related that was clearly unexpected. You don't, you don't expect those things. You were not sick. You weren't like in an accident or anything like that. Like it, something very quickly like came and took your life. And I spun into some existential crisis. And by the time I woke up, I was deep in existential crisis <laughs> and I was crying. So in my dream, you know, I just didn't know how to process it. Like, just like how quickly it had happened and all of that. But when I woke up, I really was just gripped with fear and sadness at the idea of losing you. And I also was still sitting with some of the feelings that had spun out from the dream, which were around, what do I do? Do I keep doing this? Like, is this a mission I want to do without you? Like, how do I feel about that? All of that sort of stuff. But really, like, <laughs> I I just was shook. I did not know how to process it. And I didn't feel like I wanted to tell you, obviously. Mm. And so I waited. Maybe, I don't know if it was 24 or 48 hours. But I remember when I did tell you, I was like, I just have to tell you something. I've been keeping it to myself <laughs> because it's really terrible. And also, like, I don't want you to feel a thing. But... I'm doing better now. And then so I can tell you. And so I told you. And so from that moment, I would like you to share like how that was received and where did that take you in your processing? I felt strangely honored. I've never died in a dream before. This is quite a dramatic performance. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, and it's so funny because like I I I have always had a very morbid sense of humor and as you said um you know eventually we did wind up having quite a few laughs about it. But in the moment it's kind of like, you know, oh my god, is this some kind of premonition? Should I be looking <laughs> over my shoulder a little bit? Should I be concerned? Um, you know, it's it's 
for me, death has always been, and, and sudden death especially, has always been a part of my life. Like I mentioned in our mother wound episode, mm-hmm. my father mm-hmm. died extremely suddenly, mm-hmm. literally there one moment, gone the next. Right. And so that understanding has always been kind of part of my schema that this is a part of life, loss, death, sudden, or prolonged. And um, because of that, I've just never, I've never had a very strong fear of death. And I've always found death in the macabre to be kind of absurd. Mm. Um, And I actually think that that absurdity was kind of like a, a, a traumatic response to my father's death. And it actually kept me from my relationship to spirituality and the divine for quite some time. And now it connects me even further uh, to spirituality, the understanding that like, this is not my first lifetime. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I was thinking about it and it does like you, one thinks about what's own one's own mortality. And it's like, what have I done with my life? And have I accomplished if I if I died today, right? Have I accomplished everything that I would have wanted to accomplish? Have I been the kind of human being to those in my life as I would have liked to be? And so I kind of went down that road a little mm-hmm. bit. Um and I was happy with the answers that I found, which I was like, yeah, I'm I can say today I'm walking to the beat of my own drum. I'm limping in authenticity. The people in my life are my chosen family. I have great relationships with my family. I'm doing meaningful work that I love, both in the work we do and in the work I do in my professional life. And I, Scarlett has lived a beautiful <laughs> and full life. You know, and then we started making jokes. Um, and, <laughs> you know, have you seen that meme where it's like um, – I, I when I saw this, I was like, "Yes, I want somebody at my funeral to stand up and say she had good pussy," and I want a bunch of people to murmur in agreement in the in the, mm-hmm. in the audience. I was like, mm-hmm. "That is what I want for my funeral, like a hundred percent. I want to be remembered for how good this pussy was." If like, I'm still alive, God unwilling, I really hope that I go first. However, I will make this happen. Oh no! I will make this happen. No, no, I don't want to think about. See how fucked up we are right now with this whole thing. I'm more than 10 years older than you. Chances are, if natural order takes place, I might go first. However, if I don't, I'm making this happen. Okay. And I'm making it happen, too. It's a promise. We now have a a blood I mean, I don't need this at my funeral. (laughs) Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm going to whisper it. I'm going to say, she had good pussy. this is do you see how easy it is to laugh about this stuff and i just feel that laughing in the face of death is one of the most beautiful things you know um when i was growing up um my family faced a lot of death and my uncle uh died very young Mm -hmm. and my uncle was like a hippie and spent his life kind of moving around the country following his favorite band around and um he died of leukemia in his 30s. Wow. It was very tragic. Yeah. Um, and my family was never the same after he died. And I, I never, I barely got to know him. He died when I was barely two years old. Yeah. Um, and my, I'll never forget this. I was at my grandmother's funeral. And my mom 
I was standing with my best friend and my mom ushered me over and she was like, come on over, we're going to do it. And I turned to my best friend and I said, we're going to go dance on my uncle's grave right now. It's a thing we do. Don't worry about it. Because there was a song by um, the Grateful Dead and the lyrics say, there may come a day I may dance on your grave. Mm. And so that's like a tradition that we do in my family is we play that song and we dance with him. Um, and it's, it's a really beautiful tradition. And so like, I've never like been concerned or, or overly preoccupied or afraid of death. My, my strongest experience in like my adult life, once I went through my healing grief journey Mm -hmm. was like, you know, it's death is funny and death is a part of life and death is just another transformation and evolution to go through. But but yeah, I, I still, I'd like to be around a little longer. <laughs> I would like you to be around a little longer too. A lot longer. <laughs> yeah. And I think that the reason, I mean, I don't really know exactly why it hit me so hard and put me in such a place for that day. But but I, I will say that I've had a pretty arm's length relationship with death in my life. Mm-hmm. Luckily, like most of the people in my personal like family situation have died at like really age appropriate times and places you know and we've had the opportunity to see it coming and to really prepare for that I would say that I I circumstances I won't talk about on the show because they're not mine but I've watched friends go through really dark 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 times with loss Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. people very suddenly in their lives from accidents and murder and things that just are atrocities that I can't still wrap my mind around. So I've, I've grieved deeply, but they, they have been grief for, you know, others. And so for me, I think it's just such, um, as of yet to lose one of my own, you know, is, is something that I have not had to have that experience um, outside of, like I said, like a really age and life stage appropriate time. So it just really hit me, but I was really glad that we were able to like talk about it and then just like make joke and you would like text me in the morning and you'd be like, I'm still alive. By the way, I'm still alive. (laughs) And I'd wake up and I'd be like- Made it through the night, babe. Okay, made it through the night. Sweet. All right. So we did that for a couple of days. But, But I loved also the conversation that you were bringing back around, which is about legacy, right? And like- yeah. How do we leave this world? And I think like you, for me, a lot of that has to do with sisterhood and knowing that this is, like you wrote some beautiful copy for Slut Sisters and you talk about like our mission is eternal. This is not yeah. starting with us. This is not ending with us, but this is our mission, this empowerment alongside of women of ourselves helping them to unfold their own story and embrace it and be empowered all of that so for me yeah like that's a huge part of my legacy pardon the break in the episode but we have a special invitation for all of our femme stars in the universe do you have a longing to connect in with other women on a deep level do you desire to share your sexual experiences with other women without fear of judgment or shame. What would be different for you if you had a group of women to offer support for your unique journey, cheering you on for every win you experience and holding space for every challenge that you encounter? 
Slut Sisters is an intentional community of sexually empowered women supporting one another's unique journey of sensual expansion. If the word slut bristles you, the first thing we want you to know about our sisterhood is that we have redefined the word slut. Profound healing comes when we take back the power that was used to slander and diminish sexually empowered women, and we now own this word, slut, for our glory. The new definition of slut is sexually liberated, unshamed, and transformed. Slut Sisters engage daily in the Slut Sister Sanctum, our exclusive Discord server. We gather at our monthly Slut Sister sessions for fun and quality connection. Our ticketed monthly Slut Sister events range from the salacious to the sacred, providing a deep dive into the myriad facets of sluthood. We have two options for membership, a free tier that gets you into the sanctum and the monthly sessions, and an annual tier that gets you that plus all access to our monthly ticketed events. To join Slut Sisters, click on the link in the show notes below. We cannot wait to see you in the Slut Sister Sanctum. Well, I mean, I was really taken aback by what you said about thinking about legacy and thinking about what we want to last far beyond us that we are putting our energy and time and talent and skill towards now. Mm-hmm. And I and how, for both of us, we truly feel that our true legacy mm-hmm. is sisterhood, 100%. is what we are, the work we're doing together. It's not what we went to college for and studied and passed board exams and built professions. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's at, like, not to say that that isn't part of our legacy. Of course it sure. is. But our like heart centered legacy, mm-hmm. what we truly want to bring forth in like our lives, vision and mission statement is this shift that we believe is happening regardless of us, but chose us. We didn't choose it. It chose us. And that is the paradigm shift towards feminine liberation, sisterhood, the healing of the sister wound, the witch wound, and the mother wound. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so fascinating because do you choose your legacy or does your legacy choose you? Mm -hmm. If I'm living in alignment, right, my legacy may very well choose me. Mm -hmm. And what has been more true for me now than ever before in my life is that my closest family is my chosen family. When I think about the family that I spend the most physical time with, it is my chosen family. And we, you know, we come from very different walks of life. Mm -hmm. We're different ages. We do different things, you know, we know each other in a context of the relationships that we have built as liberated people, as polyamorous people, as sexually free and embracing people, Mm -hmm. as people in non-monogamy. And so those bonds that have brought us together are super fucking strong because we see each other so clearly. However, they exist in that container they don't exist in a lot of the material spaces of the world in spaces like legal documentation Mm -hmm. and wills Mm -hmm. and you know that all of these ways in which um you would discover 
if a loved one has passed away. Um, and so I actually was talking with the lover about that and it was, we were kind of like grappling with it. Like, how would I know if something happened to you? Because what we know about the grieving process is there needs to be like for the most healthy grieving process to occur, you know, you need to know quickly thereafter, you need to have the adequate information to, because our, our brains will create a story if we don't have the adequate information. And I know that from the death of my father, because when I was a child, I couldn't comprehend what had happened to him. So I created a story and so did my sister. My sister believed he was coming home for like years after he died. Wow. And so what we know about the way that the human mind processes grief is that you have to have this information in a timely manner delivered by somebody in love. And then you have to have the opportunity to ceremonially and communally grieve mm. that person. Um, and living in a chosen family with relationships that exist within containers like this, how will we know? Mm -hmm. And how, like, it's something that does concern me, frankly, mm -hmm. because I have a list of hundreds of people probably in damn near every state that I would want informed if I were to meet, you know, a demise. And like, I don't have that written down yet because I'm pretty young and I'd like to think I'm pretty healthy, but right. it's, it's something that you do have to think about when, when you, ch when you choose to walk to the beat of your own drum yeah. and live an authentic life, our society doesn't have structure set up for this. No. If I'm going to go visit one of my chosen family members in the hospital who am I going to say I am to them? Mm -hmm. She's my slut sister. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. <laughs> All right, ma'am. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, there just is not a, a, a pathway for this mm -hmm. in our society yet. I believe we are moving towards yeah. that. But until then, it, it is something that one thinks about, you know, yeah. when, when thinking about, you know, the people we cherish, what they mean to us and, you know, what we want to see change in the world so that we can be supported should anything happen and when something happens, right? Yeah. Because it's almost inevitable that, that it's gonna, there's going to be some difficulty. So yeah. a lot to think about, a lot to chew on. It is. It's a lot. <laughs> it can be heavy, but just some of the things that we've been like, you know, kicking around a little bit tonight before we popped on here. And I, mm. I brought up, um, you know, motherhood. And obviously yeah. we're just, when this comes out, we will just have passed Mother's Day, but for us recording right now, Mother's Day is in a few days. And um, I do think that for me, because I chose to step into the role of mother in this world, that my, my son and my stepkids are the legacy, right, for me that I want mm -hmm. Right. To leave. And in some ways, it's they say everything about me. And in some ways, they say nothing about me because they are their own. Right. And they are their own mm -hmm. legacy. But as we were thinking about this and thinking about motherhood and thinking about Mother's Day, we also are remembering that we did a beautiful series around triple wounds and one of those wounds being the mother wound. And I know that you have shared with me 
that there has been a little bit of even movement the day of when we recorded and subsequently yeah. in in your relationship with your mother and mine continues to be an ever evolvement too. So I just thought maybe we could revisit that a little bit as we are wanting to pay homage to all the mothers that listen to the Flaming Yoni and to all the mothers of our slut sisters and all the things, right? The mother is everything for sure. Uh, if you haven't listened to the mother wound or to our triple wound series, I would implore you to do so. Um, I feel like it's one of the most important things yeah. we've done together and I've probably ever done in my life. Like, so I, you know, when thinking about legacy, like Same. that series and it existing, um, and we want to return to it because, like mentioned, it is truly our mission yeah. to bring about healing to these wounds for as many women as possible, mm-hmm. including ourselves. So um, so that episode dropped and it was recorded not, you know, as we didn't like design it this way, but like just by the universe's grand timing that episode was recorded on the 21st anniversary of my father's death and the reason that i didn't realize it was that day until we started recording that episode was because most of the time my mom sends me a text message that is like this long. She a boomer. She she does that. Mm-hmm. Um, or she calls me, and I'm just going about my day, and and then she will like interject, like here's some trauma for you. I'm like, okay, um, uh, like do we have to do this? You know, like now you have brought into my awareness my immense grief and the fact that another year of my life has passed without the incredible person that my father was. Mm -hmm. And when we got off from recording that episode, the first thing I did was look at my phone and I like had to confirm. I was like, wow, she really didn't text me. And I picked up the phone and called her and she answered. And I said, mom, I just have to thank you. Because you just gave me an incredible gift. Because for the first time, I get to pick up the phone and call you Mm -hmm. and tell you, you know, how much I love you and what a great dad dad was and what an awesome husband he was and how beautiful it was that you spent the years that you spent together. And my mom was just crying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was crying and we were crying. And it was like true. Like she gave me a gift in doing that and it was like wow i just did this huge processing session and immediately immediately there has been healing for us and i just think that that's what happens when you begin to acknowledge process come into community and heal with these wounds it's like you're you're coming into a new consciousness about all the gifts that are there in motherhood and it was like beautiful and then so many of you reached out and talk to me about your mother wound and your history, uh, you know, of, you know, managing and coping and finally healing from your mother wound. And I was just blown away. So if you took the time to do that, thank you. I, I tried to respond to everybody, but I see you and I love you for doing that because 
we cannot heal and we can stay in the woundedness and stay in the shadow. And all of you are incredibly brave for listening and doing that work. So I did, I did definitely want to share that. Um, You know, I know that we are approaching Mother's Day and this is a celebration of you, my darling Mm. Anya and all of the other, like you said, all of our slut sisters who are mothers and all of the mothers. And I I'd like you to talk a little bit about like what Mother's Day means Mm. for you. And if anything has come up for you since that mother wound episode was published. Yeah. Thanks. First, I just really thank you for your vulnerability and how you show up. I can, I know that our listeners hear it in your voice when you are just so present and raw with your feelings. And I'm just so appreciative because, yeah, these types of healings are monumental. Yeah. And when we hold space for one another and for ourselves in those in those healing moments and as we work toward those healing moments, it's really powerful. And for me, you know, my, my mom is so important to me. Um, Mm. I'm the youngest in my family. I'm the only girl. I have always been a mama's girl. (laughs) So through and through. And I just love her so dearly and so deeply And I've also, in my adulthood, had to really understand the process of differentiation, you know, with my mother. And I chose, I chose to leave and go to college at 18. And I I spent summers at home after that. But I just, I've really never lived with my family since I left for college. Um, And in a lot of ways, I... It was never like running away from them or anything, but I, I don't think I understood how to create an adult relationship without continuing to be like, I was pretty enmeshed with my mom, you know, like I had a pretty codependent enmeshed relationship with her. We weren't just mother and daughter. We were friends. I mean, she was my shopping partner. She was, you know, the person that she she probably was my best friend, right? Like, I mean, I had best friends in school, whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. I know there's a lot of relationships out there like that. But I also think that for me, when it came time to figure out who I was as an adult, I didn't necessarily know how to bring my parents along in that journey with me. And so I'm trying to figure it out now. (laughs) And so it's really complicated and it's, it's, it's really, you know, kind of tangled because you know, I share a lot with my mom in terms of what processes I'm going through. I share a lot with her about my spirituality. I share a lot with her. A a lot is maybe a stretch, but I share with her about my relationship with sexuality, my relationship to relationship styles and non-normative relationship styles. And this is where it gets really complicated and gets really hard, yeah. right, for for her to really be able to come along with me on that journey in a way that feels okay for her because it's not her frame of reference and it's it's not something that she feels very comfortable with. So we're learning about each other a lot and I am sharing more about my differentiation, which I actually think is probably quite painful for her. And I get that because it's not easy for me either. Mm. 
So a lot, I would say, has transpired even just since that episode and conversations that we've had. But I'm really proud of my mom in a lot of ways for being able to kind of stick with me and still be curious and not try to convince me that like I'm wrong about things that she has a hard time understanding or feeling is right. Mm-hmm. Um, so kudos to her on that and also to her continued like unwavering love and support of me, even if she doesn't totally. understand or like it. <laughs> Oh yeah. So I see that and I love that for her um, because I know that it's hard for her too. I know that it's challenging for her. So in process, uh. in progress still for me and will continue to probably be for some time, maybe forever. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting. I just had my folks out here for a visit and um, we discussed how, and you and I have talked about this before, I'm not sure I've spoken it on air, but, you know, I'm approaching being twice divorced, having a child that I co-parent with his father and his stepdad, and my life doesn't look super dissimilar, at least in terms of those statistics, like how many marriages, that sort of thing, than my grandmother. And My parents brought up to me in this visit, they had connected the dots. They said, because I I have talked to them about generational healing. I've talked to them about epigenetics. And they said to me in the course of a conversation about these things, so do you think, do you think that you are healing some of the wounds of your grandmother who had three marriages by the time she was buried and lots of drama in her relationship life? And I said, 100%. I think that I am her (laughs) and she is me in many, many ways. And there's so much healing and it's really complicated and hard to talk about without like going deep down those rabbit holes. But the fact that my parents who literally couldn't probably agree with me on most of the things we discuss on this show were willing to see that there was this aspect of me that was the same as her. And we used to look at her and point the finger as the other, and they can look at me and love me in spite of the fact that I'm Mm. the other. Yes. It's fucking good. It's goodness. And I am really proud of them for being able to hold that, even if it was really uncomfortable and hard for them. Um, I have this ring that was my grandmother's and it's comprised of all the diamonds of rings that men have given her in her life. And it is, she had it remade, all the diamonds consolidated into one ring and it's, it's a pinky ring for me now. And the very first woman's circle that I was a part of, I took it at the opening ceremony and I wanted the energy of that ring cleansed by women who were traveling a path and a journey of empowerment and healing. And I didn't take that ring home with me until the closing ceremony of that women's circle. And now I wear it and I feel the energy that is infused differently from the stories that my grandmother had to walk through and, and experience and endure to get those diamonds. Right. And Mm -hmm. to infuse it with like all of these other women. So so much wrapped up in mothers and mothers of mothers. Like this is, I'm talking now about my mother's mother. So this is like the lineage of motherhood for me. So when I think about Mother's Day, 
I, of course, I immediately am like, yes, I'm a mother. I have a child. But I actually think more about my mother and my mother's mother. I don't think as much about my motherhood yet. Mm. Mm. I don't know why, but I don't. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you had described, you know, there, I, I, I think, I don't think you can encounter your own archetype while you're embodying it. You know, I think, I think like there has to be some sort of distance because obviously like when I think about Mother's Day, I definitely don't think about me because I, well, I was going to say that I am, I do not have, yeah, let's discuss the choice to not be a mother as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, I I don't think about me, but what I was going to say is I think about the mother as a spiritual archetype. And I think about the different women who have embodied that for Mm -hmm. me. And that is a much greater list Mm -hmm. than my mother and grandmother. Mm -hmm. There have been so many women that have stepped in to be nurturing, caring, loving, you know, compassionate figures in my life that I think of all of them Mm -hmm. too, because they were as much mother to me Mm -hmm. in those moments as my biological mother Mm -hmm. was. And keeping in that, um, I saw a couple of years ago for the first time on Mother's Day, some social media posts Mm -hmm. going around that I loved because gotta be honest, I have never been the biggest fan of mother and father's day. Kind of keep think they're capitalists and shitty. I mean, we could go into that, but we're not going to, but the point being is that I, for the first time saw these series of posts that had all of these different acknowledgements on them. Mm. Uh, You know, happy mother's day to those with strained relationships with their mother, who those who have chosen not to have children to those who long to be mothers. Right. But perhaps uh, experience infertility. Mm -hmm. It was recently infertility awareness week Mm -hmm. Um, for those who never had a mother, for those who've experienced miscarriage or abortion, um, for those mothers who have lost children, mm-hmm. right? Like for those who were mother, have been mother figures, mm-hmm. the understanding that like, like the divine feminine, the archetype of mother so is expansive. vast, expansive, limitless, yeah. right? And to see that in these, these cute little posts, I mean, I, I am not a biological mother, mother to anybody, Um, and I do have, and I know you always say, whenever I say this, (laughs) I don't know if this is going to go on the pot or not, but I have often said, you know, thank goddess for my barren slutty womb (laughs) because it's hard for me. And every time I say that you're on you're like, you don't know that that's the case for you. (laughs) You make this statement about being barren without any fucking knowledge to back I mean I mean I mean I do have some health conditions that would make it very hard to get pregnant and also very physically taxing on my body absolutely you know but no I don't know no but I do have a bit of a spiritual knowing um that in this incarnation bearing children is not for me yeah I believe my soul has been a mother because I am and you know the, this about me, Anya, like 
we we're both, but I am in my own way, very nurturing mm-hmm. and extremely maternal mm-hmm. in the way that I show up and care for others. Um, and I, I, what I, I can say is that for me, Mother's Day isn't necessarily painful because I've never really given anything more than a fleeting thought Mm -hmm. to ever having children. Mm -hmm. That's how secure I've been in my knowing. But I know for a lot of other women, it's a lot more complex. Like I said, things like infertility, abortion, sexual assault, Mm -hmm. like there are so many factors, trauma that factor into women's decisions not to have children. And for me, it's really just been like this very secure knowing I have in myself. But for so many other women, it can be so painful to go through Mother's Day and have all of this brought up Mm -hmm. um, when they themselves don't have children. So my heart and my compassion always goes out to those women. But for me, you know, I feel very secure being able to love on all the incredible mamas in my life and just be so grateful for this is y'all's day, um, you know, and just celebrate each of it, each and every one of you, especially those on a path of sexual liberation. I think a mother who stepped into sexual liberation, especially while parenting her children in her care, yeah. especially while parenting young children, yeah. my fucking sheroes, like, yeah. Oh my God. It's been hard enough for me without children. I don't know how y'all do it. Like y'all are superhuman in my mind. Just amazing. Um, That's you, babe. That's you. That's all over you. You're doing that. And all of our, a lot of our slut sisters are doing that. And it's It's really funny that you say that because I'm actually going on a podcast this weekend to talk about motherhood and sexuality. Like the re like, how I traverse this path of both of those things that don't often get thought of together. And so it'll be an interesting conversation. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think, I think there are so many of us when we become mothers that we say that, 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 that's not for us anymore, that, Mm. that our time is past, that like sexuality is what we had in order to get to the place of becoming mothers, not, something that is part of our journey past that point and for me I didn't even come alive sexually until I was a mother so kudos to all of the women out there who are committed to their own process of sexual empowerment sexual liberation sexual unshaming sexual transformation because it is in this essence of ourselves that we find so much of our truth and so much of who we really are and that isn't tied to our role as a mother or not it is tied to our beingness and who we are as whole and complete and worthy beings from the moment we step foot on this earth and it is a birthright and as you have said this mission of reclaiming that for yourself it is eternal and it is ours and it is our pleasure. It is our honor. And we give so much gratitude for all of you who are on this journey with us. So happy Mother's Day, Yoniverse. Belated by a few yes. days. Thank you for being here with us and walking along as we meander through <laughs> the valleys of the shadow of death. 
And motherhood and all. Into the joys of motherhood. The yes. resurrection <laughs> of our wombs and our sexual flourishing. So. <laughs> I love it. Uh, how does Bottled Up Bitches end it? Stay horny, Yoni? <laughs> yeah, stay horny, bitches. <laughs> that doesn't feel right for some reason uh, to end funny. this episode. But I'll tell you what does feel right. <gasps> um, I'm going to read a, a short snippet of a poem. Yeah. Uh, that I love. And this goes out to all of the mothers in the Yoniverse. Mm. We love you and we'll, we'll end it here. Um, the most beautiful word on the lips of mankind is the word mother. And the most beautiful call is the call of my mother. It is a word full of hope and love. A sweet and kind word coming from the depths of the heart. The mother is everything. She is our consolation in sorrow, our hope in misery, and our strength in weakness. She is the source of love, mercy, sympathy, and forgiveness. Thanks for spending some time in the Yoniverse with us. We adore our listeners, and we'd love to connect more deeply with you. Find us on our website, theflamingyoni.com, and our socials are in the show notes. Before you leave the universe, be sure to give us a five-star rating and don't forget the review. Your feedback means the world to us. We can't wait to light your world on fire next week. And in the meantime, stay sacred and stay salacious. Stay salacious.